to Mental Download, where our goal is to help you live your best life now by making the right decisions and by taking action. I'm your host, Cameron States. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Cameron States here, the Hawaiian Trader. Uh, welcome back. Let's let's get into it. I got a great topic for you, uh, something that I love talking about. And one of the things that I love doing as an investor is I love uh, helping to op- people, open up people's eyes uh, to the strength that they already have, the ability that they already have. And this is interesting because if you've ever dove into this world of option trading of the stock market, which is a lot of what I do, I do other investments, as you know, but that's a big part of it. Uh, it can be extremely overwhelming. There can be, there is just so much uh, information and there's so much depth to that education and information that a lot of times you just feel a bit insecure and you feel a bit like, is this ever going to happen to me? Or I don't think I can ever compete. Uh, you know, for example, when I tell people I've been in this for 15 years, one of the questions I always get is, how in the world am I going to compete with you? Or they say, how in the world are we going to, as a retail investor, how are we going to compete with Wall Street and those professionals that they're they're bred for this? This is what they're made to do. Well, let me just give you some hope and help you to rest assured that number one, um, you absolutely have a huge advantage on the market. And you may not know this, but you absolutely do. And what it is, is I sometimes talk negatively about a consumer. And I talk negatively about a consumer mindset. And I absolutely believe that. If you go through the world and you just live as a consumer, you're just looking to buy things and consume things at a lower price and sell them at a higher price, you're only understanding and playing one side of the game. And that's a very tough place to be. It's a very hard place to make some money or call yourself an investor. Now, you can. There's a lot of people that have done it from there, but it's a very tough place. Now, with that said, I don't want that to be completely negative to where you look at that and say, oh, okay, so I'm a consumer, I'm a retail investor, everything's against me, and I'm basically geared for failure if I keep thinking the way that I'm thinking. Now, yes, Yes, I believe that 100%. You have to switch gears and move over into an investor mindset, see things differently so that you can start getting on the other side of the game. But here's what I want you to understand. Everything that you've experienced and learned as a consumer up until this point, although if you live and invest that way, it's not going to help you. But if you use that understanding and knowledge to your advantage, you actually can do quite well. Now, let me explain this to you because I want to share with you an experience, uh, a couple of experiences that I've recently had. Um, Two major trades that I've shared, okay? These are my two best trades of the year so far of 2020. Those of you that watch the uh, Instagram, Hawaiian underscore trader, you know that I post my trades so you can see those there. Um, Let me talk about the two best trades. Now, let me first of all open up by saying this is not a bragging session. I'm not trying to tell you that I'm fantastic. In fact, I will put a disclaimer on this and let you know that those are not typical results. Um, those don't always come around. But when they do, I love to explore them. I love to examine them to see if there's anything that we can learn. Because obviously, I'd love to duplicate those. But it's very difficult. Okay. Now, these are two trades that I did on Disney. Stock ticker symbols D-I-S. Disney. And it's very interesting because most of what I like to do is what I call directional trading. So I like to find stocks that are moving in a certain direction. And I just like to play that movement. Now, I don't care if it's up or down. As long as the stock's moving in a direction, either it's going up or it's going down, I like to play that movement. Okay. 
The reason why is because I feel like those are the types of things that last the longest. They're sustainable. Um, they have probably the best reputation out there, but that's not what we're talking about. Every now and then, and occasionally, I will find something that is purely driven by an event or some news or the market's reaction. Now, I'm not just talking about like an earnings report, right? When a stock every quarter reports quarterly earnings, or basically is the company making money every three months and we're checking in on them, which is basically all that earnings is. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about looking at it from a consumer perspective. So here's an example, and then I'll get to my two um, trades. So Apple. Apple's a great example. Um, I've used this example for years because Apple very much is what we call a product-driven company. So basically, Apple used to have the mecca over the market, right? The monopoly, let's say, the monopoly over the market as far as uh, personal devices were concerned. Um, they're the first ones that came out with the iPhone, right? That whole smartphone idea. They started it. They kind of broke the whole thing open, okay? Before then, I was using a freaking BlackBerry, okay? <laughs> and typing on this little teeny tiny keyboard that was ridiculous. Still love that BlackBerry, by the way. Uh, but they changed it. So what would happen is, is they would come out with the iPhone 1 or 2 or 3. And every time they would launch, we would kind of wait in anticipation for the launch of this new product. And the world would lay wait and try to see what happened. And then we'd judge what we thought about some of the modifications on it, right? Now, the market would react to that product every time it would launch. And sometimes there was an opportunity there. Every time they would launch a new product, there was an opportunity to maybe make some money there. Now, we call that a product-driven company or, or a news or an event trade. Now, that doesn't even mean that Apple was increasing in value. In fact, at the time, they were saying for years that the Apple stock was going to be worth three to $400 a share. Now, at the time, that was not, we weren't even close to those prices. In fact, if you fast forward, look at the, the uh, date and time when the first iPhone came out and fast forward to today, right? With the, the kind of performance of Apple. Apple today is worth 309 on the day I'm making this podcast, right? It's worth 309. Now I got to tell you, it has been a long, long journey uh, for that stock to actually try to get to that price. I mean, it has been a long time. Most of the time, Apple kind of stayed around the, the 110 mark, uh, kind of got up to the $130 mark here and there. And it kind of peaked at 130 here and there. But it had so much time getting up there to something that actually had some value in it. But they kept saying, analysts kept saying, it's going to be worth 300 to 400 Now, look how long it's taken it. It is now actually at $300 a share, but it has taken a heck of a long time to do that. Now, fast forward to today, the stock that I would say has now replaced Apple and has become kind of the product-driven company is a new market mover. That would be something like a Tesla. When Tesla announces something new, they do this big unveiling. Everybody kind of anticipates it. It comes out, no, whatever they're going to put up, nobody's ever done, right? You've seen this new uh, Cybertruck. Nobody's ever done that before. That thing is hideous, right? But it's sold. Every single one of them sold and it's moving out. So they're the new product-driven company that's out there, okay? Now, let's fast forward and let's go to... Um, some of the trade, well, not fast forward, but let's just get some of the trades I'm talking about. Now, Disney, the first trade that I did on Disney was the announcement of this new, um, Disney plus, uh, you know, virtual digital platform. Okay. Now let's think about this because I got to tell you, 
it was my it to this day was the biggest trade i had la, um all i'd say so far uh well this year anyway right um but i'm thinking about last year and it actually beat it was actually the best trade i had last year and this year so it was phenomenal but what was it driven by well i'm a consumer i use netflix i use uh, uh hulu i use voodoo i use all these digital platforms um for watching movies right because the blockbuster days are over right for you for you 1990s people huh it's gone so we're all going digital now well who's not a fan of disney or has grown up on something of disney right when disney announced that they're going to put all this stuff out and they're going to remove a lot of their stuff from these other platforms i thought this is a product that the market is going to receive very 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 well now what does that mean in the actual value of the company for the next three or four or five years, I have no idea, right? No idea. I just think that as a consumer, this thing coming out is going to be huge. And you can see that with the Disney brand. You just, as a consumer, you know that. If you go to a local mall or you go down uh, to some of these shopping centers, it's critical that you look at the companies that actually can afford to have a storefront. Because if you can afford to have a storefront, it means people are consistently buying your products. When you look at things like the Macy's right now, these uh, stores that are kind of starting to, the Mervins, they're starting to close their doors. Nobody is shopping at these places anymore to get these budget clothing because if you want budget clothing, you just go online now, okay? But the Disney has Disney stores, they've maintained and opened their doors and had storefronts nationwide. And it's because they've got a name, they've got a product, it doesn't seem to ever die. The stock itself, I think, still has a lot of opportunity in it. But the launch of this plus to me was a, was a it's the same thing as the iPhone. It's the same thing as the cyber truck, right? With Apple, Tesla and Disney. And as a consumer, when you think of those companies, Apple products, Tesla products, Disney products, that is a consumer market, right? You have to either know about these things or have bought them yourself. So what I thought was, is here's an opportunity that the market is going to react to this because of the consumers that are out there. This is going to blow up. Sure enough, I get into the position. They launch it. It's a huge success. It explodes. I make 500% in a week on that position. Okay. Amazing. I close the trade out. Fantastic. What immediately happens? Uh, they got some streaming issues. They got some other issues and the stock starts to sell off. They start having some problems. 100%. That trade was based on my knowledge as a consumer looking at a product and thinking, if I'm thinking this way, what are other consumers thinking? So the point of this podcast is to tell you that you as the consumer, yeah, it's going to kill you as if you're going to use that mindset as an investor, it's absolutely going to ruin you unless you use it to make money off of that mindset, right? So I'm not saying the consumer mindset would be, oh, I love Disney. I love everything about Disney. I'm going to go buy more crap from Disney. Go, well, yeah, that's a consumer, right? Or maybe you're thinking, oh, Disney has a sell on some of these uh, dolls I'm going to go buy. I'm going to get a discount on those. I'm going to consume a bunch and see if I can sell them on eBay. That's a consumer, okay? That's going to kill you. But if you look at it and say, oh, I bet you there's some consumers out there that want to buy a bunch of these dolls, maybe sell them on eBay, right? I want to make money off of what those consumers are going to do because I'm thinking the same thing. Now, that's what I'm talking about. You have a huge, you have a lifetime of being geared to be a consumer. So use that knowledge to help you get ahead in the stock market. Let's get to trade two.
trade to was also Disney. Okay. Now we have right now the time I'm doing this cast because I don't know when you're going to listen to it. This massive virus outbreak, the Corona outbreak. People are, are getting sick. What I did was I thought, now this is terrible. It hasn't hit the U.S. market yet. This could affect the China market. Eventually, globally could hit us. This is a horrific, horrific thing that's going on. And then I saw this clipping. I saw this clipping that came out, <clears throat> and it said that Disneyland, because there's a there's a Disney World out there in China, they're uh, basically shut down because they're quarantining. They're going to quarantine uh, entire villages and 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 uh, I don't know what you call it in China, but we'll call it cities. But they're quarantining these these cities and these different groups because of this coronavirus outbreak. And the clipping said that Disney had basically shut their doors in China and that they were not going to um, be able to create any revenue from the park uh, or anything else because people just aren't, aren't out there. And they had forecasted that the effects of this could be in the billions of what it could do. Now, the consumer in me stopped for a minute and said, hold on a sec. If nobody's going to the theme parks and nobody's going to the stores because of this virus, probably the next time they report the the findings of this, like how bad this hit their ability to make money, their earnings, by the time we hear about this, this could be three months from now. So we're not going to really know. We just know that this is happening right now. But then I thought to myself, you know what, though? That's really bad. I don't care how, how you slice it. I don't care if you have to wait three months to find out the actual number. This is probably not going to go over well because you know Disney has shut down one of their international um, parks, right? So they are absolutely losing money, hands down. Well, the initial reaction I thought is going to be bad. And I thought, you know what's going to happen is people are going to, I mean, we initially have this scared, and this was a Friday, by the way. Um, Friday, there's kind of this big scare, and I thought, you know what's going to happen is this is going to develop and it's only going to get worse. Typically, when you have these viruses that come out, it gets a lot worse before it gets better. And I thought this is going to hit mainstream. I'm just reading this one article here on Friday. This is going to scare the heck out of everybody. So I go short. I play Disney to the downside. Of course, this information festers. It gets worse and worse and worse to the weekend. Monday morning opens up. Disney tanks absolutely tanks. I pull out at 236% return over a weekend. Now, think about this. I've just shared with you two experiences. I made 500% on the launch of Disney Plus. I made 236% on a virus breakout, okay? Both of these events, one's positive, one's negative. Both of these events, I made that kind of money in less than a week. Now, how in the world do you do that? Because I'm thinking like a consumer. I'm thinking about buying Disney Plus. And I have to admit, I do have it. I pay for it. Um, I, I thought of that as, as something big. People are going to buy this. They got to buy this, right? Everyone's a Disney fan in one way or another, right? And now that they bought all these other things, right? The Star Wars thing that they bought. I mean, they just keep buying up everything. So uh, the, the Marvel brand, right? So they're buying all this stuff up. Everyone's a fan. But then you have this virus breakout, right? And even if you're a huge Disney fan, that doesn't look good. If they if they said they're shut down Disney World in Orlando and Disneyland in Anaheim, I mean, think about what that would mean for their revenue. I mean, they drive off these parks. These things make billions of dollars a year. If they shut down for, let's say, two months. That would dramatically affect the stock, right? 
And me as a consumer, it means I can't go to the park anymore. I can't buy the products anymore. And I don't care if it's a, um, a virus breakout. Now, I'm not saying I don't care about that. I do care about the people. I, I hope they're okay. Uh, I hear it's a nasty thing, but um, I don't care the reason why. What I'm saying is as a consumer, I'm just reacting to what I will do, right? So don't ever underestimate yourself as an investor. Don't ever think, You've been a terrible investor and a consumer your whole life, and so you're at a disadvantage. No, what you should do is change your mindset, make that mental shift, and start saying, no, I'm I'm going to keep it. I'm going to think like an investor. I'm absolutely going to keep that. I'm just going to try to make money off of that mindset that I've been given now. Instead of going out compulsively and saying, I want to buy Disney stuff because I love it, start thinking, hey, if you go out and buy it, don't you think everyone else is going to buy it? When Disney launches something new, like, don't you want to go to the new theme park? Don't you want to go Anaheim? Just uh, They just opened up their new Star Wars pl- uh, city or whatever there. You don't think people are going to be running to Anaheim to check out this new park? You don't think, do you want to go there? It's like, well, maybe if you're a Star Wars fan, right? If you're a Star Wars fan, you are absolutely going there, right? So what's that going to do? Is that positively or negatively going to increase um, that experience there at the park? So again, the idea today is, empower yourself. You've got a lot more within yourself that you could actually use as an investor, but just use that mentality that you've already been given for your benefit. And if you use that and you do that, there it's going to open up all kinds of possibilities. I gave you three today. I just shared with you what I did with Disney, but I also mentioned you could have done the same thing with Tesla. You could have done the same thing with Apple. In fact, anything that you potentially could buy, if you just simply look at it, how's the consumer market going to react to that? There's probably an opportunity to make some money. So you guys stay at it. Keep with me. I'll keep bringing the information and give me some ideas. Good luck out there, traders. Thanks for joining me.